How about them? You know, I don't know. This is the time of year where I just have no idea what the hell's going on. Lions, I guess. The growing calls across the nation to defund the... Giving them business down there. <laughs> That's a 15-yard penalty. There's no foul on the play. It was not a hold. The, the defender was just overpowered. The illegal shift on the kicking team. That penalty is refused. Guns up, giddy up, Wolfpack. This is Failure to Stop. Illegal Shift. Failure to Stop is the number one podcast and platform where we entertain and inform first responders and we depress ourselves by reflecting on a failed NFL season. Folks, I'm John. I'm hosting the show by myself as a host. Jason is out. He's attending to the emergency that's going on there in Ohio. Those of you that follow him and his podcast buddies on One More I'm Out of Here kind of know what I'm talking about. Uh, Still continued prayers going out to Rob over there. We know it's a tough situation. Uh, it's a tough situation here, too. I don't know if you saw uh, last call today yesterday, but uh, Eric was on his own because Deadleg was missing in action, and now now Jason's out. Slim Pickens around here. I remember last year when uh, I had to do a show by myself, and it like represented a total breakdown and emergency of the system. But now it's just me, I guess. So Jason will be back next week. It's too bad. Uh, I love working with Jason. He'll be here, though, and we'll be reflecting on the championship games, hopefully. But luckily, I'm not really alone. And the reason for that is, is that I'm joined, of course, by my podcasting partner with the Poster Act, poster act personality. I could do that normally so well. From the podcast called Hard Time, this is Jake Motherfucker Welder. Jake's a Bills fan, so we're going to be having a little Bills funeral today. Jake, how are you doing? Are you hanging on? Do, do you have a noose nearby? Like, what's going on with you there? Uh, I'm doing all right, yeah. I mean, we're we're used to it this time of year. Like you said, it's a game of inches, and uh, they just didn't have enough inches this year. So um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay as a Bills fan. It's, it's expected at this point that uh, the Chiefs will – win the divisional round as always and things will go on um had a couple weird busy days at work but excited to be on the show today um i'm trying to get currently get caffeinated and and motivated so we'll yeah. do what we can here i am uh i'm actually uh depressed and i am uh <laughs> I am uh, fasting to help with that because, like, when I don't eat and I'm hungry, I feel like, well, at least I'm accomplishing something, right? Like, at least I'm doing something to help with my weight loss goals. I'm not trying to starve myself to death. I'm trying to lose, like, some of those holiday pounds. And then and then after, like, some of the fat comes off, like, I'm going to work on my body composition of, like, I'm going to go start lifting real heavy again, uh, getting a lot of protein in my diet. That's the stuff that makes me feel good. So I'm looking forward to getting back to that. It's going to be easier to do because one of those main times that I have to work out is Sunday afternoons. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have those freed up pretty soon. Uh, something interesting that happened to me this past weekend, or this past week at work, Jake, um, is that uh, I was uh, at the sheriff's office and uh, I got called into uh, the boss's office, like the high up boss, like near like the guy who reports to the sheriff. He's a Chiefs fan. And the detective lieutenant was in there and uh, they call me in. I'm like, what's going on? Am I under like investigation? Am I about to be fired? You know what's happening, and they with they, they close the door, and then they 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 just absolutely ravage me about being a Cowboys fan for thirty five minutes. I'm like I 
I am supposed to be running a 911 console. I'm sure there's an emergency right now. And they're just sitting there going on and on and on and on and on about how great the Lions and the Chiefs are, you know, respectively. And I just have to sit here and take it, right? Like, because I'm not on the same level as them. So I can't really fire back and be like, well, you know, we're America's team and, you know, Chiefs, you know, everyone hates the Chiefs or like the Lions, you know, 30 years of misery. Like, I can't say anything. I just have to sit there and take it. So finally, I'm like, pardon me, sir. And they're like, yeah, what do you want? And like, am I being punked? Can I just leave? And they're like, then <laughs> they wanted to talk to me about my actual job and it was all fine but it was just like weird because like for 35 minutes they just utterly destroyed me like they feasted upon me it was it was extremely tough but uh you know those those who hate that hate the cowboys will will be glad that i went through that and and jake have you experienced uh now that you know you're talking to some people in the wolf pack are there any cowboys fans out there because like none of them are talking to me i don't know if like we're all in a shared period of grief or like they just don't exist, but I implore you failure to stop fans. If you're a Cowboys fan, like reach out to me. Like we need to get in touch with each other and support each other. Now's the time. Yeah. I, I haven't heard it of anyone uh, else. That's a Cowboys fan to, to join you in your fandom. I know there's a few, uh, a few lines fans out there. Um, makes no sense. Right. I know it, but, <laughs> but now as you notice, my, I have blue and purple up um today because that's that's who i'm rooting for that's who i hope is in the super bowl if the lions and the ravens if the lions and the ravens aren't in the super bowl i don't even know if i'm gonna watch i mean i feel the exact same way finally all season long you and i have been like paralleling each other (laughs) and fighting and there there were like you had your setbacks during the regular season i had my setbacks in the postseason when it really mattered and now we are once again aligned we're feeling the same way i don't want to see the chiefs and the 49ers in the super bowl um this kind of takes us to our first round uh i hate the 49ers with all my heart but they uh you know they look beatable they looked beatable the other day i i'm not a big brock purdy fan i think brock purdy works well in the system i think when you've got christian mccaffrey and debo samuel you're pretty much good to go but they say debo might be out uh so i think the 49ers are vulnerable i think the lions are hungry i think i think the lions might just want it more uh and i'm really i'm really hoping because i can't stand the 49ers people ask me earlier this year what i think about the lions i was just like i don't have any feelings about the lions the lions have never done anything to me you know it's like they're just some other team that kind of helps us maintain an even schedule so that we don't have a team in the nfc that's on a bye week every week you know like the lions are useful like they they help they help the nfc north have four full teams so it feels like a real division you know and now it's like they've shamed everyone else in the nfc uh they seem to be the real deal of They've never, they've never won a Super Bowl before. They've never even appeared in one. They're the only remaining NFC team that's never even appeared in the Super Bowl. So if they can win this coming weekend, history will be made. Uh, we're going to have to make some decisions uh, after the Super Bowl um, about my future. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, like, how many years do I have to put up with cow- the Cowboys before I can retire? Like, because I've been doing it now for, like, 30, you know, was six years you know like i've got to be able to re- i've got to be eligible for retirement at some point that's, yeah that's enough vested years i would think by now i would think so that i'm vested but like you know like how to and this is something i want to bring up when we have the phone lines open because i need advice but like how do you transition right like can people will people still be able to tell that i'm a cowboys fan and that i've transitioned to a new team 
like you can always tell there's always signs you know when uh, that a transition has taken place whether it's an adam's apple or something there's always some some clue there that that someone has uh someone is not what they appeared to be and mm-hmm. and how does one come by a new team at my age like i can't just gin up fake feelings for like the Tennessee Titans. I've got this oiler shirt on today because it's like a cool old school T-shirt that I wore when they were really kind of discontinuing the logo. But uh, you know, how do you how do you fake that? How do you gin that up? I don't know. Um, I might just have to switch over to college full time, like uh, become an Alabama fan. You know, I don't know. Like Jake, if you had to give up the Bills, like how would you go about finding another team, or would you? Well, uh, my my family system historically was just going with regionally the next team that you know because sometimes the bills were eliminated before the season was even over so you just regionally had to go with the next team so that would make you a texans fan uh Um, well i mean it's not if we're going by regionally i mean you know i'm a i'm a cowboys fan because i'm from america i'm from america right but where else (laughs) i live where else i live is like so i get to choose from vikings Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Colts at a stretch, maybe. Like, which of those teams doesn't make you want to kill yourself? You know, none of them. Yeah. So, so it's frying pan into the fire in that situation. I I like the, um, because of my heritage, I like the Vikings for from that aspect. But as a team, yeah. Go to a Vikings game. You will kill yourself. It is so annoying. The other team. (laughs) The other team will get a penalty where they have to back up 10 yards and the stupid Vikings stadium staff will blow their stupid fucking horn. Like they just fucking accomplished something. I'm like, dude, they, they, that was a neutral zone infraction by the defense. You get a first down because of a rule violation. You don't get to blow your horn for that with the fucking Vikings. And the Viking, the Vikings fans are so annoying. Like, like the last time I went to a game, yes, the guy in front of me was completely coked out, but, um, nobody hates their team more than they do like if you try to be like if you try to get out of there without being murdered we're like you're you're kind of gracious in defeat you're like man you know the vikings you know they sure did have a lot of you know rushing yards today or whatever or, you know kurt cousins he, you know he's doing a great job for you guys he just came up short he's just like yeah whatever we're jokes like i'm sick of this and like you're like you can't even be gracious to a vikings fan because they don't know how to take a compliment and I've always wanted to like go undercover like I did with the Bears and the Packers to kind of infiltrate the Vikings to figure out what's really going on with them. Uh, that may be coming uh, over the summer. I may do a special on that. That, that could be fun where I go well, to a Vikings bar just dressed up as one of them. Go just uh, just make sure you have sunglasses and three-quarter lighting so that you're... That yeah, obviously, I, I, have, obviously. I know how to hide, hide Jake. I, I know that you are inscrutable. Uh, so we don't, we also don't want Kansas city to go. What's the reason for that? We hate Taylor Swift. We're, we're sick of Travis Kelsey. We're sick of that duo. We're sick of Patrick Mahomes having everything handed to him. Like he's an exceptional talent, but like he's never had to struggle at all. And when this past season, when he has had to struggle, he's acted like a, like a little kid, like a little child. Yeah, you true. may remember, Absolutely. is he fit? <laughs> we may remember weeks ago. I know that like football, like, you know, wins wash away everything, but like he was acting like a little kid. He was screaming on the sideline at his O line because the Raiders were kicking their asses and Travis Kelsey was throwing his helmet and they were being, they were being little sissies. They didn't get the first overall seed. The Ravens did. They're having to win on the road, which I guess is a feat, you know, the fact that they have to go to Baltimore. But honestly, I believe Baltimore will win this game and I believe the Lions will win. And on it, and if they don't, 
there's going to be a second crisis for me in the off season because it's just the, the, the conspiracy theory, right? That it's already scripted, that it's already the 49ers, that it's all, already the Ravens. It's, it's going to cause an existential crisis for me because then it's like, you know, why can't they just pick the Cowboys to go? Like, why, why, why isn't it random? Why are they, why are they picking the teams that they are? Is Baltimore known for like anything? You know, they won a couple Super Bowls, but it's like they're not, they're not, I, I wouldn't call them like a prestigious team or something. I wouldn't call Lamar Jackson well loved like every season, every offseason, people are saying that he's a joke, that he's not worth anything, that he should be traded and nobody wants him. And now he's like the clear and present MVP candidate. So I don't know why we why would why they would pick the Ravens and the 49ers. Like if it is a scam, like what's the money making strategy? Dallas, you know, they're worth uh, like nine hundred billion dollars. Why isn't that the strategy? I guess uh, there'll be some cheap real estate in uh, you know one of these. All all four of these areas are known for a lot of drug activity and stuff. So oh. uh, maybe maybe there's a mob connection. You know, I don't know. You forget, yeah, forgetting that it's not like the NFL that's pulling its own strings. It's got to be. Yeah, there, there's got to be a deeper conspiracy. I'm, I'm starting to get into, uh, like TSI. I'm, I'm starting to get into other uh, avenues of uh, failure to stop here. But, um, but yeah, what is, what is the controversy? I mean, I, I would think that you know maybe property and uh, if you, you want to invest in. Uh, like auto and home insurance in Baltimore and Detroit. And then you can buy some really cheap property here in a couple weeks. I don't, you know, cause it's all like a burn shell. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on either, but all I know is, is that we for sure got one of the best games of the season this past weekend. We did it before we had a Bengals funeral for Jason. We had a Cowboys funeral for me when you weren't here, which you would have loved. Now it's the Bills' funeral. I'm sorry, man. Their legacy of failure endures forever. 0-58 in Super Bowl wins. Why would I use the phrase legacy of failure while I'm sending condolences to my friend? It's because he fucking posts the most ridiculous bullshit. Whatever he misses me, Whatever he's worried about our friendship because I haven't talked to him in about a day and a half. He starts like shit posting Dallas Cowboy stuff because we live in your brain rent free even after we're already out of the season. And uh, he said he was remarking on how, like, yes, admittedly, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott are having a terrible postseason success. He called it a legacy of failure. And it's just like, I don't have to take legacy of failure bullshit from the Bills who've never won the Super Bowl. But uh, moving moving away from the rancor between us and the reason why we will never last as friends, that was one hell of a game. It was uh, one of the best games of the entire season. This the playoffs normally work out this way, where we're, we're in the divisional round or the championship round, we get a better game than the Super Bowl. I think this was that game. The Bills and the Chiefs have this rivalry going now that's a lot like the Cowboys and the 49ers was in the, in the 90s, where they always wind up playing each other in the postseason, and it's contentious, and it's an us or them situation. And uh, you guys see have been on the losing end of that a couple times now. I think your last big game was like what they called like the 13 second game two years ago. How was your excitement going to this game? How did you feel during the game? I'm like, like I said, like now that you're wide right, how are you hanging on? I felt uh, pretty good going into the game. Um, we had, there were injuries on, and stuff on both sides. I didn't feel like we were quite as banged up as um, previous seasons. People had been playing really good football. Um, they'd had one, what, six or se seven games in a row. Uh, going into the game 
and uh, the Chiefs only had two or three wins in a row. So I was feeling good about it, but, you know, there's always that X factor. It seemed like um, this season there would be a little bit of a lull in the second quarter for the Bills, and this time it came in the fourth, and there was just too many drops, too many missed field goals. Um, I feel like uh, – I feel like um, – there were Josh Allen did more than enough to win that game. I don't, I don't feel bad at all about that. I, you know, there were little decisions and stuff, but I don't think the coaching staff completely blew the game either. Um, like I said, it's just a, it's a game of inches. They were both, they're both really good teams. They come from similar systems, um, come from, you know, the same coached on some of the same teams. And uh, I, I thought it was exciting to watch. You know, towards the end, of course, it's always sad, but not uh, totally unexpected. So what happened was that uh, these teams were starting out kind of slow, not much going in the, the first quarter. Things started to heat up with uh, exchanging some touchdowns. What I what I loved about Josh Allen was that he didn't do anything to lose the game. Like so often, like a Josh Allen will kind of lose in like ridiculously heartbreaking fashion, whether he's throwing an interception or whatever. But he was pretty much on point. I encourage you to enjoy this era of Josh Allen. I will say for the last time this year, but it's like if you're putting the, the whole team on his on his back and on his legs to run, they can't run forever, man. Uh, you're going to have to get a running back, somebody that he can hand it off to at some point. I know that won't be as fun because you enjoy watching Josh Allen run, and who doesn't, you know, because if you're a football fan, it's just fun to see, and he can really – he can run fast, which is fun, and he can push through people. Uh, there were some interesting plays. There was a lateral play that everyone kind of tried to make a big deal out of. The, the announcer even said, oh, that would look close to me. That might have been a forward pass. I watched it on repeat several times. Clearly clearly a lateral, clearly a backwards pass. Not a problem there. Um, I've been seeing some of the memes, which helped me get the deep insight into what's going on in the game. But uh, I know that Stefan Diggs had a big deep pass late in the fourth quarter that they could have also used to win the game. He dropped that. Yeah. But because of Tyler Bass missing the kick and that being the most painful way to die and being the most historically painful way to die for the Bills, that's something he's having to put up with. Uh, Tyler Bass, uh, he's actually being threatened by the fans. Now, you're in law enforcement. You're a correctional officer. Do you feel like killing Tyler Bass? You know, you're anonymous. If you wanted to make a threat against his life, I guess you'd be you'd be OK with doing that. Like, what's your feelings towards the guy? I, you know, I guess I'll have my takes afterwards. I'll let you go first. Uh, he, he has his moments where he's been extremely consistent. I mean, he doesn't have to kick as often as, um, some, um, in the NFL that are, you know, some teams rely very heavily on the kicker. Um, but he's had just a few, again, he's had a few moments in the season where he's, you know, just maybe two games. It just, it's sad that this was one of them where, um, he was just a little bit off. Um, one of the takes by the announcers was about the conditions in the stadium that it might have been better to, you know, start off and be receiving so they could choose which end for the second half. Um, deferring and stuff might have been a better, better, you know, tactical choice um, that might have helped them out a little bit. But I think the but, Cowboys uh, could have beat the Packers if they'd won the coin toss, but because Miami went right. up first, not Miami, pa the Packers went up Packers. first and scored first, they knew that Dallas doesn't play well from behind. So I think they were psychologically defeated by a coin. I keep going. Right. And and that's the thing. It's once you get down to this point in the season, it's those tiny little things. I don't think 
um, Tyler Bass. I've, I've heard people talking about, um, you know, making more coaching changes and stuff. I don't think that's necessarily no. it. Nope. Uh, there, I, I think, you know, like I said, it's just, it didn't work out. It's just those tiny little things, uh, made the difference. And, uh, I'm pretty happy with who we have. There's a lot of free agents and stuff coming up. And I don't think, uh, I I'm hoping the, the other thing was, um, the punter, uh, was injured in the previous playoff game and said he was fine and had a couple really bad punts. So they actually had Matt Hawk. Um, they put him on the practice squad. He was possibly going to go play, and then they didn't do that. Um, yeah. That's another change, another thing that might have helped with field position in a game of that's so close that might have helped. Um, Matt Areza got uh, cleared, so it's possible they could make some moves there. But uh, Brandon Bean saying there's not going to be a lot, a big splash, a lot of stuff going in free agency or – the offseason, I think a lot of players are still going to are still going to want to play because they know um, next year, you know, a flip of a coin, a direct, you know, deferring the ball, a, the direction of the wind, is it swirling or not? You know, these tiny little things um, who uh, who comes out a little bit healthier than the other team. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to it might make the difference and actually go in their favor. So. Yeah. Um, that, that's why you, that's why you play the game, right? Like it's not about just like who's better on paper or who's got this, that or the other thing. A lot of times, you know, after heartbreaking loss, losses like these teams will have like a gut reaction, like what Dallas is going through and Dallas should be because the way that Dallas lost and right away is different than what the bills did. The bills had a close game as deep in the playoffs as they could possibly get before meeting the chiefs. It was just a, uh, a function of their win loss, uh, you know, results throughout the season that determined when they met up with the Chiefs. I think it was inevitable. But a lot of teams will have a, a gut reaction where they're like, well, we didn't win at all, so we've got to blow it up and start over again. A team that does this frequently is the Vikings. The Vikings a few years ago went deep into the playoffs and uh, everything was going well for them. I think that was the year when the, uh, the the Eagles ended up going. I could be wrong. Like, you know, it's all, it's all fuzzy and I don't know why I would even want to recall those memories, but uh, it was that year when I think that when they had the Minneapolis miracle and, uh, they had uh case Keenum was at quarterback that year and they didn't like, they didn't love case Keenum cause he was a backup. So what happened? So they went deep in the playoffs. Everything was going good. And it's just like, you were a good team and you just happened to play a better team that Sunday. That's just what happens in football. And instead of like finding a way to just like mitigate like the small problems that they had, they destroyed their entire team. And now look where they are. They didn't make the playoffs. Kirk's, you know, his contract's about over. Uh, they had let Stefan Diggs leave the team. He's with the Bills now. I get, admittedly, they have Justin Jefferson, which is kind of, you know, a fair replacement for them. Kyle Rudolph's career was wasted. Jared Allen's career was wasted. And they, they just, you know, they, they destroy themselves over and over again because they don't achieve it all right away. I think it's, it's important to have a, a measured response. Regarding that kick, though, in, in recent weeks, we've been having a lot of trouble with demonetization. Like, YouTube can tell when I'm playing clips uh, from you know NBC or whatever, but I do want to show the kick just because it was so so heart so heartbreaking. But I think I found a way around YouTube, and I think if we play it this way, they will not be able to tell what we're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and play the kick now. Oh! 
That's right. That was the uh, telecast of the game in Korean. Hopefully no one can fucking tell at YouTube what just happened there. Uh, but you can tell that those guys are used to calling soccer games because they both just started cheering in unison. Um, no, it's. It, I think it's terrible for the Bills, but I think you know next year they can have over the bar. Over supposed the to bar. go over yet. Next year they can have more success. They could do more things. They don't have to only be dressing four linebackers when they're going into the playoffs. They can. The ball can sort of bounce better their way. You have no idea who they're going to pick up in the draft. Uh, there's a, there's always a possibility that that the Bills have next year, and this is kind of shake, shaping up to be you know the next uh, great rivalry in the AFC, the way the Colts and the Patriots were years ago. And you know I'm glad to see it. Uh, I would like it if there was a little bit more parity in the AFC if we saw like different teams going up. But the Bills, you know, like the Lions, have been waiting forever and a day, and, and it and it's nice to see different teams going for it. I just wish we had fully reached the hump where we could say like, it'd be nice to see a different team going to the Super Bowl and have that be the Cowboys, you know, because it's been, you know, 28 years, you know, I, I would like to finally uh, get to that point. But uh, before, uh, before we move on, you know, I wanted to just talk about Tyler Bass a little bit just before we uh, put the bills uh, to bed. Uh, there was one more video that I just couldn't ignore on the internet. Some of our fans have seen this. Great. I told you guys the Bills are winning the Super Bowl, and I just got that shit tattooed. Bills Super Bowl 58 champions. A few moments later. I'm speechless, bro. That's pain, man. Is <laughs> that how you feel? The mafia is built different. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm not quite as uh, you know breaking tables and stuff every weekend and stuff. I I really enjoy uh, watching the Bills and being a Bills fan. I love the fandom. Um, I don't have a Bills tattoo. I that looks like it'll be easily covered up. Um, say, he, he yeah. can just get, he could he just can make get it. it can make it a, a turkey leg and then just you know. Yeah, we'll get it filled the in. The Roman it, numerals, he could just put, make it next year. So he should just yeah, honestly put, cover it up for a year. Right. Or, yeah, put a uh, chicken wing underneath or something, you know. Yeah. Very, very, It's very easily fixable. And then he can he can add a banner hopefully next year around it that says, you know, 59 champions. It's it's very yeah. possible. Um, I hadn't seen that one. But, uh, you'll uh, notice he didn't get it colored in. It's almost like yeah. he was committed but not all the way committed. Yeah, much much like the Bills in that game. So, oh, stop but, trashing your own team, dude. That was uh, a fantastic game. No, it was a good game, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think they're they're probably going to look for. Uh, well, it, I don't know if they're going to retain Latavius Murray or not. One of their running backs, um, Cook has done an amazing job. I liked Cook a while back, and um, they kept Devin Singletary for a bit. I, um, can I talk it's, about Tyler Bass? Oh yeah. It, well, and Tyler Bass, I don't think they need to make any moves there. I no, just they I don't, don't think it's I don't think it's um you know people are talking about Sean McDermott and Ty, Tyler no, Bass. I think they need, need to, to calm they need to calm down on that. I mean, we Maybe had needs to calm down. Yeah, last season we had one of the biggest point differentials in the NFL. Did did great right up until the end. This year they haven't lost by 
every single game they've lost has been less than seven points. It's been so a one is, score game. So this is, this is from an article that Jason sent me. And and mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to get rid of Bass. There he's being threatened. No. Yeah. Bass Bass pointed the finger at himself after Sunday night's defeat, saying, quote, ultimately, it's completely on me. I've got to do a better job getting through to my target. I've been here long enough to know that you have to do that. I feel terrible, you know. I love this team and it hurts. This one hurts bad. Yeah, I've got to do a better job. Totally on me, which you have to love a kicker saying because I feel differently. Bass's teammates weren't letting him shoulder all the blame for this. We have full confidence in Tyler, said Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. He's kicked well for us over the years. It's nice to hear after something like that that your coach isn't be like, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see if we can like get a six pack at a pound for him or something, which Jake, if you don't get that reference, then I pity you. I wish it wasn't, uh, I wish it had been, I wish it, he wouldn't have been put in that situation. So said Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, you win as a team, you lose as a team. One plane does not define a game. It doesn't define a season. I know people are going to be out there saying that we got to be there for him because again, we executed a couple of plays prior probably singing a different tune right now. And he's right. Had they had they been able to go down for a touchdown, they wouldn't have been relying on him. It should never come down to a kicker's foot. That's a situation no one should be in. He's bailing you out. If you're going down there and you're having to tie up the game with a field goal, you're being bailed out of your failure. And he did everything that he could. But what is he supposed to do about the wind? And so now people are like threatening him, right? He's had to delete all his social media. Uh, he's He has this partnership with like a cat rescue, which is sweet. And the cat rescue is like saying, would you please stop bullying him? He's a really good guy. Uh, you know, if you are the kind of guy that like donates money to cats, like you're you're definitely an anti-Jason Kelsey, like or an anti-Travis <laughs> Kelsey, right? Like you actually are a good human being that maybe doesn't deserve to get shit on. And uh, I just think it's terrible for Bills fans or anyone who had money on the game, whether they were Bills fans or not, to be, to be going after him. It's, it's a tough life as a kicker, and I, I think people should leave him alone. Well, and that's for all of the hooliganism that goes on with the with the fan base. Something about the organization that I appreciate is they really are, you know, generally try to be a class act. They they want good people. They want you know to they own their mistakes and move on, take ownership, work on it, and improve next week. That's always the always the message going through. Um, I know they've got some shit for some comments made and whatever saying things aren't professional but um I, I really like the organization and the way they run things um they've got a good set of values there so um yeah there, there was missed opportunities and i don't think it 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 was all on bass by any stretch so i'm not mad no. at him at all um it's it's sad that there are people that are acting that way um towards him i i hope him all the best and wish him all the best and i hope hope he's back next year and everything's everything's good i think if they go back with a very similar um team than they had this year maybe um you know try to make some moves at running back and get another target besides digs i think that's where the focus should be um uh, Davis, big game Davis didn't show up very much this year, so he'll probably go in free agency. That's my prediction, anyways. But I to, think um, I think we're good. You ready to talk about some teams that I don't care about? Sure, let's go. <laughs> so, Tom Brady recently tweeted out because he has to remind everyone constantly that exists uh, that he's happy for Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes and tight end uh, 
Travis Kelsey. They reset the NFL record for postseason touchdowns by a quarterback receiver duo. So he's like, hey, good job, Beast. When you one up Gronk, you're doing something right. He's, of course, referring to himself. This is this is a uh, humble brag. This is how you compliment someone else by also reminding someone that you're the greatest. Uh, this is this is like quintessential Tom Brady where he's constantly talking about other people, but in reference to himself. Um, it, it, it really bothers me, and we're only going to get a lot more of it because Tom Brady's going to be coming on as an announcer, and it's like, you get rid of Greg Golson. It's like, well, that's great because that guy ruins every game that I hear him comment, commentate or comment on, and now we're going to be having that guy. Um, but uh, Brady and tight end Rob Gronkowski had 15 touchdowns in the postseason before Mahomes and Kelsey connected for a pair. When they beat the Bills, um, it also reminded everyone that, uh, you know, that uh, the Chiefs 28-year-old quarterback has earned Brady's respect. I think that I think that they're, the Chiefs are heading into sort of elevated territory. You know, they're headed towards their sixth AFC game, AFC championship game. And uh, they, there's a huge margin between them and the legacy left behind by the uh, dynasty Patriots. But uh, there's not really a whole lot that they're competing with at this point in terms of what their legacy is, just because they're going to their sixth straight one. Uh, I, th- I think that's the also the second place record, just just behind the Patriots. They've obviously they have to win a lot more Super Bowls before they're on that plane. I, Mahomes is 28. The game has changed so that he's not allowed to get roughed up at all. I think it's very possible he could eventually reach that stratosphere heights of what Tom Brady's records were, but. You know, I'll probably be dead by then because it just it was, took a. I mean, Tom Brady had a twenty-year career. You know, especially if you stick with the Cowboys, that's that's gonna. How can you talk shit to me? I've been nice to you life. the entire day. <laughs> I've been nice to you the entire day. Well, I'm I, not... I just I just had to I just had to throw that one in there. If if I was if I didn't, then Falconator would be would be Falconator. Really, by the she, way, she this... would be really upset. I'm going to go ahead and dox Faulknerator. She lives out there in California. Faulknerator and all her family are out there in 49ers territory. Brittany Faulkner is going for the Lions. So good luck having a nice meal on Sunday, Brittany. I ruined your life. because I'm doing it because Jake's ruining mine with his, his bullshit talk where like, I'm in mourning and I'm trying to bond with him. He's still kicking me when I'm down. Anyway, you know, yeah, the Chiefs, Mahomes is heading up there in his career. It, it, I think things will change once Andy Reid is gone. I think that it's kind of too bad for Patrick Mahomes that their careers didn't overlap more. But you got to remember, Andy Reid was winning consecutive years in the NFC East back in the like, you know, mid 2000s. Like his career has been going on for a long time. He's bound to retire before too long. He's got to have at some point. Andy Reid's going to want to go out on top rather than, you know, risk going out on a low note as some coaches do. Uh, it's hard to know, right? He's in this position where, like, you definitely feel confident that you can make a playoff run next year every year when you're the Chiefs. Uh, but you want to go out on top, and you're 65. But at the same time, like, you get to be at State Farms and Snickers ads. Like, I don't know. Like, it's. I think it's very hard to to walk away from that. So maybe he, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Andy Reid will be around for a while. So who knows? Right. I mean, he can probably walk into any Waffle House and and not have to pay his bill. So yeah, uh, there there are definitely are perks. But it, what's been impressive to me about the Chiefs, I will say, is that they've made it. You know, 
six times and they've made it with different it seems like they have a lot less weapons this time and yet they're still able to do it i was kind of reticent that they were going to be able to do it with oh well just kelsey but we don't have tyree kill anymore and you don't have you know nearly it's doesn't seem like nearly as loaded a chief's team as it has been in years past um because of you know, different people moving on and getting more money in other places and having to pay your quarterback. Sometimes it makes it difficult to hold on to all those people, um, but they're still able to inch out and and win. You know, you don't often hear of like a tight end making that big of a difference. And I mean, that's it's influenced other teams. That's why the Bills went out for Dalton Kincaid, tried to get him before. Okay, before it was rumored the Cowboys. We're going to get them. Um, the Bills traded up so that they could they could get them because they they want to get more more weapons. So um, the Chiefs have been impressive. Um, I have a friend who's uh, Dwayne, who's a Chiefs fan. Happy for him. He went to his first NFL game. Um, he went to go in Orchard Park. He wore a red jersey. He braved Bills Mafia, and he said he had a great time. And people were actually really classy and. Uh, so um, good for him, good for the Chiefs, but uh, I'm still still rooting for uh, Baltimore and um, because I don't think Lamar Jackson has as much had had as much um, success as he deserves because he is has played at a high level for a long time. Um, I don't know why people don't talk about him running and how that's going to be an issue versus other quarterbacks. I'll just leave it at that that uh, it's it's strange to me that him running all the time is fine. Um, but um, in Jalen Hurts, but yeah, and I'd like to see, I know some, some uh, Lions fans, like you said, it's, they have a really good loyal fan base. It would nice be nice to see it pay off for once in a very, very long time. Cause we know how that is being a fan of an organization for a long time and waiting to waiting for it to finally pay off. So we'll see. A lot less or far fewer. You know what's grammatically correct. And why right. is Travis Kelsey getting a lot of receptions? It's because Marquez Vildes scandling drops them. And it's funny yeah. you said it's hard to hang on to people. Well, it's hard to hang on to people when they can't hang on to the ball. There was really a lot to unpack yeah. there. I really liked how you, we were talking about the Chiefs, but you still, still managed to mention specific Bills personnel mm -hmm. <laughs> in a conversational round that's supposed to be about the Chiefs. Like, uh, I know you're in pain, but like you were talking about specific Bills players. And your I mentioned the Dwayne, Cowboys, too. And your friend Dwayne, who went to a game, like we're talking, we're talking about the Chiefs now, and we can't. We can't get off and of it. And, it, I, and, and it I was a Chiefs game. I, I, I know. I'm just I'm <laughs> laughing. And then and then you had this bizarre take about how it's okay for Jalen Hurts <laughs> and Lamar Jackson to run, but it's not okay. It's not okay for Josh Allen. And I'm just like, whoa, what kind of take are you about to go on there? I don't think hold on. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Oh man. Uh I it's okay for Josh Allen to run. I just want you to enjoy it. And I say this because you know the injuries happen, right? Like he's not even sliding the way that he's supposed to. He's not giving himself up. Very aggressive play. He's like he's very liable to get hurt. And I feel like I've explained this enough to where I shouldn't have to explain it anymore. But like that's your arm, man. He's your arm. So you don't want to be your arms and your legs. Once he breaks his legs, how is he gonna throw a pass out there, right? Like 
that's all so, I'm saying. Like uh, Jalen hurts. Get him a wheelchair. They'll yes, just wheel him, him out right. there. I know and the Americans with Disabilities Act won't be able to prevent them from taking a wheelchair out there. They're I getting no a doubt. new ADA compliant stadium, <laughs> so we'll be fine. The wheelchair will be out there. Um, no, uh, it's go, fine. Timmy. It's fine. It's fine that he runs. Uh, you know, do I want Jalen Hurts to to get hurt running? Yes, and I know what will happen eventually, right? <laughs> Lamar Jackson running. I, I I watch like the analytics of him of his passing game, and it's like non-existent. Like, yeah, he's running all over the place too. I hope he doesn't get hurt just because whatever Ravens. The Cowboys have only played the Ravens like maybe five times, just because they're not even conference rivals. But and now I want the Ravens, you know, to beat the Chiefs. So I'm hoping that Lamar runs all day successfully without getting hurt. I never had a problem with Josh Allen running. I never said it was okay or not okay. I'm just warning you that, like, the future, if if that's your long-term plan, the future may not be that bright. I'd want you to get a – I want you to get more running weapons. Like, this game, Jake, this game that we watched with the Chiefs and the Bills, like, that's what I loved about it is that we did have great passing games. Like, okay, like, Josh Allen was was great all day. So was Patrick Mahomes, to be honest. But there was there was great running games. You know I'm a running guy. You know I always say, make fullbacks great again. I love the running game. I miss the running game. I want running backs to be huge. It was a great running game. It's okay to run. Well, I we Chris Collingsworth finally moved off of Tom Brady. I think he's he's finally oh, done with that, and 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 now um, he's he's sounds like he's got kind of a man crush on uh, Allen with a couple games that he called. So I'm yeah. just tr- just trying to bring more people around to be pro Allen and not so so negative about him running all the time. I'm well, I'm not I, negative I about him week. running. I'm not negative about him. I'm negative about. Okay. You know, we didn't have a great running game. Dak wasn't running a lot. Tony Pollard wasn't running a lot. And where where are we, right? And so yeah. once and and Dak got hurt, right? Like I know you love to bring up. I know you yeah. show the pictures of the moment when his leg was torn asunder and he was screaming in pain. I just don't want that to happen to you guys. I right. don't want it to happen to Josh Allen. But I'm just saying, like when you run, you're taking that risk, and and yeah. and you're you're taking on more risk than you should have to. I, you want Josh Allen to play for this team for the next twenty years. I'm taking it right. Yeah, at least until okay. uh, my son gets old enough that he can supplant him. Until <laughs> <laughs> your son, until your son can replace him. That's man, yeah. that was a great, great take. Uh, I love that. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll probably be talking more about the Chiefs next week, unfortunately. So I want to put that to bed. Let's talk a little bit about the NFC because, like, let's face it, gang, that's the conference that matters. The Lions' nemesis will be there this week. Cleet Blakeman, he will decide the, the Detroit Lions' fate. This is this is the referee that all the Lions fans hate. They're gonna He's going to be out there. He's going to be the one pulling all the strings, deciding that, as foretold by the mob bosses or whatever, that the 49ers need to be going to the Super Bowl. But I'll read this article again. This is in the Detroit Free Press. This was sent to me by Jason, who could not be here today. I'll read from it briefly. A familiar face from the past will head be the head referee for the Detroit Lions NFC Championship game against the San Fran 49ers, Cleet Blakeman. An officiating crew will be working the 49ers-Lions game Sunday evening, according to Football Zebras, which is some sort of third party which tracks that stuff. Blakeman was the crew chief for the Lions' 23-22 loss to the Green Bay Packers in 2019, which players and fans alike bashed officiating for late illegal hands-to-the-face penalties on Trey Flowers. 
The Lions blew a 22-13 lead in the fourth quarter, and the illegal hands to the face penalties extended two Packers drives, which resulted in 10 points and a comeback victory at Lambeau Field on a field goal as time expired. Blakeman said he was pleased as he loves the Packers. Go Pack Go! And he replaced his white cap with a signature cheese head. <laughs> he may not have said those things. Uh, so he also said that there was one guy on his crew that flew a, threw a couple of those penalty flags. Uh, that guy being umpire Jeff Rice, who's no longer on that crew. So you have some hope. Clay Bleakman, Bleakman, the one who's kind of one really pulling your strings officiating-wise, is going to be there. But the guy who likes to throw flags on you is not. Um, you know, I don't know. Hope, hopefully it's going to be okay for them. Uh, following that loss, the NFL said the game officials aired in one of two penalties that Flowers received. And Lions players continue to say that they were cheated. Well, Lions fans are getting cheated all over the place, not with the Cowboys fans, but with, you know, their penalties going to other teams. I say this not because I still have sour grapes about that. Obviously, that game doesn't matter. No one will remember it in a couple of weeks. But it's just like we're all getting effed by the refs. Every single team is. And you cannot have your beloved hometown boy, Aiden Hutchinson, going out and kicking people tripping them and then that tripping penalty going to the other team and getting all hot and bothered about Khalid Blakeman screwing over the Lions like we're all getting screwed over we're even being screwed over by you when you're the one when you're the one playing so yes did this happen that you were cheated out of you know two drives and 10 points against the Packers yes that happened did you also kick my boy Peyton Hendershot yes you did so shit's going on it's we've been talking about this for weeks now on on illegal shift uh that said, like, I also believe it. I also believe that the refs are the way that the NFL is, like, uh, controlling the strings of, uh, of the game. It's the, how they're affecting things. You know, I was joking uh, earlier about uh, how the Chiefs needed to continue a drive versus the Bills. And uh, so the, the play was over and all the refs get together and they're like, well, what do we do? The Chiefs need to keep driving to win the game. So they're like, well, well, we'll think of something. And they throw the flag and they're like, hey, push that guy. And then. And then uh, he's like, uh, you know, pushing number 60 defense. And then like, you know, the coach for the Bills is like, we don't even have a number 60. Excuse me. And then the ref's like, first down, you know, like we don't even get a chance to talk about it. Um, but Lions fans have got to be clinching because Cleet Blakeman is out there. He ranks 12th on se 12th out of 17 officiating and crews for flags being thrown. Uh, his crew is throwing 175 total flags in 16 games this season. Uh, usually 10 flags per game. Uh, he seems to be fair when calling uh, flags against home and road teams. They've got all kinds of stats here. I assume that's from Football Zebras, where they actually have stats on the on the, on the the refs, which Football Zebras, wherever you are, whoever you are, if you're keeping stats on what the refs are doing, like, follow the money. Like, we're counting on you to expose the system. Uh, only you uh, are, are going to be the ones that can have the numbers to dig all this out. Lions are going up against the 49ers uh, on 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. They're going to be underdogs for the first time. What do you think, Jake? Can the Lions do it? Can they beat the 49ers and the refs? I think, uh, like we were talking about before, I think they look like the more complete team. I think if you go off of, you know, this is why they play the game, but this, if you look at how uh, the last few games, how they've played, I feel like the Ravens and the Lions – um, are probably the the ones that should be go should be going to the Super Bowl. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. Conspiracy theories will continue. Um, I feel like uh, the officiating crew, if they um, do try to 
affect the outcome of the game unfairly. I think they should be um, you know, escorted from to and from the stadium in unmarked uh, dark limousines or uh, SUVs. Hoods over their heads. And, Don't forget that part. Right. Hands that tied their behind their backs. Yeah, because otherwise that's how they're leaving this. It, I mean, it's Detroit. They'll be leaving in like a really old like Lincoln Town car in the in the trunk, zip tied, hog tied, and getting well, fitted they, for concrete shoes. So they are playing in San Fran, where no, they, okay. where, where well, apparently still. they they do have to worry about the weather there. Apparently, Brock Purdy can't play in the rain. Um, well, hopefully. Aww. it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't <laughs> rain there again. Uh, I mean, if it does rain, it'll, it'll pack the lines too, right? Like they play inside, so I, I, I don't want to see a rained-out game. But let's talk. Let's talk all the positive things that could happen, right? The Lions win. They go to their first Super Bowl. History is made. The curse of Bobby Lane is broken, and then the Lions win. How bad will the destruction be to the city of Detroit? Right? They're going to set the water on fire. It's all that city is going to be laid to waste, like it didn't look good before. They are going to tear that shit down. People are going to say, George Floyd, what after that? Because that whole city will be on fire. It's exciting, you know? <laughs> there's there's plenty of vacant houses. There's whole blocks that could be burned to the ground, and it would it would probably be a, a net positive. So, yeah, um, so yeah it, it would be exciting for them. And uh, like you said, just going, even if they didn't win, just going would be um, – would be great and i think that uh it'd be great for the fan base it's it's good to see different people that's what we're all rooting for we're rooting for you know we're sick of seeing the same people over and over again we want to see either like an old school um throwback to the heyday when people could still play the game or we want to see people that haven't been there before or recently uh go people want to see something different I know that Taylor Swift hasn't been there before, but I don't want to see her there. Um, folks, this show is brought to you by Ghostbed. I want to do the ad reads before the show even ends. Folks, folks, Ghostbed's a wonderful company. They support failure to stop. They make mattresses and all kinds of mattress accoutrement. You can go over there on their website, which is ghostbed.com. Use the offer code Wolfpack. You can save up to 40%. I think they got a sale going on where right now is like prime mattress time. Like this is the time of year where people are using the tax returns and uh, their love for George Washington is inspiring them to go out and get a new mattress. Go over there, see what you can get. If you, Even if you can't afford a new mattress or a mattress frame, you can get a wonderful cooling pillow that's going to instantly enhance your sleeping experience. As Eric likes to say, it sleeps so good it's scary. Here, I promise you, Inception-style multi-layered sleep where you're dreaming of, of being asleep. You wake up super refreshed. You have a tense job. You're a first responder. Folks, you need to take care of yourself. A third of the time, hopefully, you're sleeping. Make sure you're taking care of yourself while you're asleep. And uh, remember, with Ghostbed, 0% down, 0% financing. Even if you're Tyler Bash, you can go in there and you can get uh, <laughs> you can get a Ghostbed. So go over there, use the offer code Wolfpack. Tell them that we sent you. We appreciate it. That way they kick us back some money and we get to keep going. That's how the conspiracy works around here. It's called capitalism. People look it up. Also, if you're hungry and you want to eat your feelings, go over to Factor Meals. They'll have food brought right to your door. That's right. Factor Meals is one of those uh, companies that uh, delivers fresh food. You can go onto their website. They have over 300 options of fresh food. You can have it delivered right to your house. It's not frozen. These are not hungry man dinners. These are not TV dinners. This is fresh food. The meals are prepared by chefs. It's all packaged and set to your door professionally. It's stored in a box, packaged professionally, like I said. And it has ice in there, and it's kept fresh. So you can bring it out. 
put in your fridge for the week. You can take one out right away. Put it in the microwave. Microwave two minutes. It's a delicious, fresh meal. Like it just came from the grocery store, only you're saving yourself all the time, effort, and energy of having to contend with those assholes down there. So go ahead and have that brought to you. If you uh, right to your door, reverse trick-or-treat style. If you're trying to get your life back in order like I am, don't eat on a whim. Don't just uh, eat when you're hungry and eat your feelings like what I'm doing. Set it all up in advance. That way you can meet your weight loss goals. Uh, factory meals is something that can help you do that, whether it's vegetarian meals, uh, carb carb light, protein heavy, whatever you're going for, factory meals can do it for you. Use the code WOLFPACK50. You could save 50% off there to start. Again, that's the, how the kickback works. They sh- You show up there, you use that. People know that you're listening to, to failure to stop. They know that it's a good place to advertise and uh, remind people of Factor Meals. Thank you for to Factor Meals for continuing to support us, folks. I think that will probably do it for us today. Next week, Jason will be back, God willing, uh, unless something terrible happens, which we're still thinking about and praying for Rob and his family. Hopefully everything there gets better. We appreciate you watching the special edition of Illegal Shift. Hopefully next week, we're live next week, we can open up the phone lines and have reaction to championship weekend. Um, if, it, if the championship weekend goes the way that I'm hoping, we uh, I'm thinking about maybe opening up the discussion to the Wolfpack about how I can transition into a happier future in which I can fully enjoy a full season of football. We'll find a way to make that happen. We'll also be talking about uh, looking forward to the quote-unquote Pro Bowl games. I'm going to go on a whole rant about what the Pro Bowl used to mean to me. Uh, probably wear my Pro Bowl jersey, go national. Um, and uh, we'll be looking forward to spring football, baseball, other things coming down the road. My thanks to Jake. Uh, Jake, where can they find you? If they, if someone wanted to listen to that uh, velvety Wolverine voice endlessly praising the Bills in a conversation about the Chiefs, where can they find you? Well, I'm uh, the co-host of Hard Time Podcast. Um, you can find that at, uh, we have a website, hardtimepodcast.com. has all the links to Amazon, Google, and Spotify. Um, so you can listen and, uh, audible. I don't believe I have that link up there, but, um, it has all the links. It has, uh, my, uh, email. If you need to get a hold of me, you can look, find me as Jake motherfucker Wilder on Instagram and, uh, Jake mother F 69 on X. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so those are uh, ways that you can uh, gent- gently slide into my velvety DMs if you if you wish, and uh, give us some feedback, give us some ideas, and possibly come on the show. So um, that's where I can be found. And yeah, yeah. So that shows about uh, correction officers, right? Yeah, it's all about all things corrections and corrections adjacent. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there there's some uh, miss, mission uh, drift over there. Uh, I I know that uh, there's going to be an episode coming up that's just alternate theories of the meaning of the film Home Alone. So do yeah. do check out that podcast, folks. If you're listening to uh, audiobooks on Audible, uh, you can also find Hard Time on Audible, but also on Spotify. Uh, I think uh, iTunes is probably the next great hurdle that we've got to overcome. We appreciate you, Jake. Thanks for stopping by, bailing me out from having to do it all by myself. Uh, go Bills. Good luck to you in the off season. Uh, maybe something good will happen to them and maybe you'll find a way to be a better friend to me and you can find a way to root for the Cowboys in the future at some point in the future folks that's it for us we appreciate you watching failure to stop it's a whole family of podcasts next up on the stream as a Friday breakdown you're gonna have Eric uh, talking about a case in the news or or politics or something and then of course on Sunday uh, we'll be back uh, with night shift TSI that's another conspiracy show worth conservative man but for all of us in failure to stop we wish you a happy championship weekend 
Go Lions. We'll be thinking about you. Uh, thanks for reaching out. Thanks to everyone who's been supportive of me while well, I've been having a terrible week. Uh, don't worry about my depression. I'm doing fine. Guns up. Giddy up. Good night, America. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.